Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 324, The Big Shorts. My name is Eric. I am Jason. Hello. Hi. Hi. This movie was not about big pairs of shorts. I thought it was going to be like <laughs> like a comedy where people were right? constantly pulling up their pants. Cause they were... See, I initially thought it was going to be about uh, just really big short people. Well, well it kind of was. Okay. All those short people looked kind of normal sized. Right? Yeah. Wow. How did they get so many? Was You think it was CGI? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Movie magic. Wow. That was, um, <laughs> that was unbelievable. That's what's up. Oh. A lot? I Life? guess. Life in general. Life in general. It, it has been several weeks since we have gotten together. Has it? Yes. It's been, yeah. Wow. And, and a lot has happened. Right. In that time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Some of which is why we haven't been recording. Partially, yeah. 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 Uh, not all of it great, but uh, we'll try to keep it as positive as as uh, as I can. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. we all know what I mean when I say not all of it great. It's all on me. <laughs> uh, you know. Sometimes life, you know, does things. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop life. You've been bad. You have not stopped in years doing terrible things to me. We just need to uh, just knock it in the nose with a rolled up newspaper. I would love to. I don't get a newspaper. Oh, see? I get all my news online. I mean, why? You've never reprimanded life. It could be. With a tangible printed paper. Maybe I'll just uh, hurl my phone at it. Yeah. Just throw it out the window. Right. Yeah. Knowing me, it'll life will duck and then it'll like it'll hit some kid and his parents will sue you. Right. And then I'll have my phone broken. Right. And yeah. My insurance on that'll probably be a skyrocket. It's true. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, I hope none of that happens. Yeah, let's hope not, I guess. Yeah. See, the, big, the Big Short? The Big Short. Yeah. The second most depressing movie I've watched today. <laughs> what was the other one? Queen of the Damned. Oh. But that movie wasn't actually, like, the story wasn't depressing. It's just the act of watching it. That's yeah, what depressed me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what I gathered from, I just walked in towards the very, very tail end of the movie. Like, literally the last minute that it was on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it had like an upbeat score. Oh yeah, so. well, by Jonathan Davis of Corn. Yeah, yeah. And, no, he's is he the guitar player? He is the singer. Okay. Yeah. Who also did the voice of uh, of the vampire Lestat when he was singing? Really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Sure. Because I know cause, you love musicals. Because well, you know, you know my 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 deviation on merit musicals is that. Uh, as long as it makes sense within the a, framework, the right, framework, yeah. right? Uh, he's in a band. Sure, the band is going to play music occasionally. So it's not like he's like hopping from rooftop to rooftop singing about being a vampire, right? right? Exactly. Uh, he's just being full 2002 era MTV Ooh. rap metal gothy, yeah, singing. That's some of my least favorite music ever. Uh huh. Yeah. And, one way to ensure that your movie will be ridiculous 15 years later on is to totally clasp onto right. whatever popular music is at the time that you're making that movie. Right. 
I'm sure even when this movie came out, everyone was like, that music was so That was old, 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was into corn in like 1996. I never, I wouldn't say I ever got into corn, but one of my best friends at the, at the time, like when we were like 18, loved them and he was always listening to them. And I, I do think their first album, you know, was pretty good. Yeah. Like, it's got some, some, some good jams. It does. But, um, I've never once in my life, like, initiated a corn listening experience. Sure. Like, I've never pressed that button, you know? <laughs> um, but I've never found them, you know, hard to listen to. I just, like, there's a thousand other things I would rather listen to. They have some okay songs. Right. I will totally give them that. Uh, but no, like, back when, I'd say 95 or so, a friend of mine that I worked with at the movie theater, uh, got me into corn. Uh, he, I think he gave me their first album for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a bad album. It's a very good album. It's solid. I listened to it quite a bit. Uh, their second album came out and I listened to that and I said, ooh, this is not anything that I like about Corn. Is it the one with the McFarlane album cover? No, that was their third one. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, but by that point, I had already written them off. Right. But, you know, they've got maybe like one good song per album after that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I've heard a couple of their other songs on the radio. Not awful, per I, se. I don't know that I've heard anything post their first album. Yeah. Like, maybe I have. I don't know. But, you know, I, I would definitely say, you know, my, my past my initial experience, I'm, I'm not a fan. Right. Uh, but they also do tend to, I, along with, like, Limp Bizkit, Represent a very specific era of music, right? That is probably best left forgotten. It's true, but you know, it, it's almost like I almost feel bad for them because now everyone that hears anything from that era is like, "Oh, it all sounds like just horrible shit." Right. But when when their first album came out, it was it kind was of kind like of new. Yeah. it was a different sound. Yeah, yeah, it was like I mean, you know, perhaps they weren't the first band to do that, but they were the first one to like kind of you know be and successful. Got to give them res- you know, respect for the fact that. When that first album came out, I mean, they managed to be po- become popular and big without MTV or radio play, right? At all, man. It's like MTV wouldn't play their videos. No one was playing their songs on the radio, and they became huge, like despite that, right? That's yeah. commendable, right? Yeah, I, that's I don't think anything following. that would happen now, occasionally, rarely. Though you know. I know that uh, radio and MTV no longer exist as we knew it, but you know, <laughs> right. back in the time, pre-internet, you know, yeah. thing. Internet killed the video star. Yep. Yeah. Kind of did. Yeah. Oh, YouTube. There's still some... I watch mm-hmm. videos on... Oh, yeah. They, they still put out some videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. And I watched all of David Bowie's videos from his posthumous album yeah. on YouTube. They're really good. I like, I like that album. Yeah. It's good. I haven't uh, not listened to it. It's not the best David yeah. Bowie album, but certainly not the worst. Sure. C 1980s. <laughs> You're talking Tin Machine era? I don't, I don't like... Basically, like I'd be surprised if you could find two songs that are from the 80s. That, right. I mean, you know... N- not a big fan of his duet with Mick Jagger for Dancing in the Streets? I, you know, not really. I mean, <laughs> like I guess... I guess he's one of those people, like, I could forgive, like, just about anything he does, because right. I'm like, well, certainly, and certainly the good outweighs the bad. Right, yeah. But, um, I like Under Pressure, I guess that was 70s or 80s? That was, I'd say, probably early, early 80s. Early, early 80s, yeah, that's a really good song. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, overall, yeah, I could just skip right from the late seventies to the nineties. I like his his nineties stuff. It's good. Well, when he teamed up with Trent Reznor a couple times. even before that. Yeah, 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 it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, the Big Short. The Big Short. I mean, you know, I could talk about music all day. Sure, I actually, like music more than movies. Like, as, as you do. Yeah, but but I guess. You know, we're getting paid by our investors to review a movie. We we have a uh, fiduciary responsibility. To That's them. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and you know, as as you know, we've sworn allegiance to the banks of America, yeah. and it's nothing but uh, you know, serving the the people. Yep. For us. Yeah. Here we go. So apparently, banks are bad. Uh. Yeah. Also, we're all fucked. Man, I have half a mind to march down to National City and take all 40 of my dollars <laughs> right out and just put them somewhere in my, sure. like in a coffee can in my backyard. Yeah. I mean, you know, as of now, I mean, I do go through a credit union, which may or may not be any better. I'm not sure. I know. Okay. So the big short is based on, uh, the actual story of what happened in 2008 when the entire market collapsed. And the government then had to bail out the banks. Right. Uh, I remember in real life at that time, uh, people were like saying, well, you should just, you know, get out of your bank and invest it in a credit union. Put your money in a credit union. Uh, which I was already in a credit union. So, you know, I don't know how that affected me negatively uh, or, or positively. Uh, I know that I fucked myself financially, mm. but that's all on me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, part of me was like, yeah, I should go down and get the $3 in my banking account <laughs> and uh, save that yeah. for myself. Right. Well, see, yeah, mine is kind of evil because, like, they charge me some sort of fee if I if I either don't have, a, I think it's like $500 in my bank, mm-hmm. or I don't deposit $500. Like, I can have less, right. but I have to, in a month's time, have deposited 500 into the bank. And, you know, a lot of times I don't do either of those because right. I get paid in cash. Right. And I pay most of my bills in cash. Sure. Or the barter system. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm not always depositing money. Like, I, we don't, like, my work doesn't offer a direct deposit. Of course. Um, you, your work doesn't offer checks. <laughs> right. They offer cash. Right. Um, so I've always had kind of a weird relationship with my bank anyway. Right. Cause, yeah, because if you do, then you're, you're, I mean, you even wrote a comic about it once. Where yeah. You're depositing cash and it's all like singles and yeah. like fives. I'll, yeah, and I'll show up sometimes. It's with, like, hey, here's $600 I made this <laughs> Right, month yeah. In singles. In, in tens, and yeah. <laughs> and they're always like, this guy's a drug dealer. <laughs> you I, sort of are. Or, I hear. Yeah. In, a, in a way. I mean, I sell addictive items. Sure. I mean, people love their magic cards. Yep. They can't live without them. Yeah. Um, but no, but yeah, no. So, um, yeah, this is about that, that whole crash, Yeah, which I, I don't know if I knew that. I don't know if you told me what this was about, but I didn't know what it was about. I may have told you at least partially. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure when yeah. we sit down to watch it, what I was about to watch. Yeah, so that's good. You had forgotten what movie we were it was like see. a month ago. Right, yeah. yeah. No, I remembered it was called the big short, Okay, right. but, and I thought Kristen Bale was in it, but right. those are the only two facts sure. that, that I knew. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this movie came out, I think, late last year. 
Uh, yeah, it's got uh, Christian Bale and Steve Carell. Uh, Brad Pitt is in it. Yeah. Uh, Marissa Tomei makes a couple of short appearances. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is it is uh, based on the, on the true story of how America is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it has been fucked for a while. Yeah. That's getting better, right? No. No. It really isn't. Uh, it's kind of depressing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ryan Gosling is also in this movie. Oh, yeah, he's kind of the star, I guess. I guess. I mean, he's, he's the first person. He, he is the see. first uh, recognizable face we see. Uh, he narrates a good portion of the movie. Right. Uh, but but his character is, uh, while pivotal, not, not a huge part of it. I mean, yeah, I guess I would say Christian Bale is the star of this movie, even though his screen time might not be as high as some of the other Actors. Yeah, I would say Stephen Carell. Steve Carell, yeah. More screen time. Right. He's also. Well, when you have Steve Carell and Kristen Bale in your movie, right. you gotta give the screen time to the better actor. Well, sure. The one that's like proven time and again that he can, <laughs> you know, stretch out past the boundaries of mere acting. And, Wait, what? <laughs> no, I, I love Steve Carell, but when I think of Christian Bale, I mean, he, that guy is just insane. He, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. But I think Steve Carell did a way better job in this movie. They, I think they were both great. And, yeah. and I think Steve Carell is a fantastic actor, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just, you know. Oh, no, he's good. Yeah. Uh, and, and his character in the movie definitely has a lot more character. And, well, for sure. Nuance. For sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but all of Christian Bale's, because Christian Bale plays uh Mur- what's his name michael Do- burry burry yeah michael j burry md <laughs> and uh he's kind of the the first human uh on the planet that kind of sees this collapse happening at least in this movie um and so yeah his role is pretty key in oh, yeah. setting things in motion and i think he's got a lot of subtlety he does in this movie but at the same time like he's seriously Never really shares a scene with anyone. Right. Like, I think he interacts with two other people total in this movie. <laughs> well, other than the bankers that he invested. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, pretty much, though. Yeah, you're right. But for the most part, yeah, we usually just see him alone in his office listening to metal. Yeah, it's or, Mastodon. Yeah, that was awesome. That was cool. Uh, or, you know, yeah, he's uh, at home playing drums. Right. Yeah. Or, or like avoiding emails and uh, yeah, phone yeah. calls, which I could relate to that. I was like, oh, I love avoiding emails and phone calls. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Especially when there are people asking for money. All right. Threatening to sue. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I've become good at. <laughs> are you going to be a trillionaire? Um, that is my plan. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really done anything to enact anything further. But you've thought about it. Avoiding the emails. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that after the end of this, I will have a couple billion dollars <laughs> yeah, in the bank. Right? Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but remember me. I will. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, a lot of this movie centers around, um, terminology and situations that I am completely oh. ignorant of. Yep. Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm not that smart. Nor I mean, am I. But, uh, I, I do think I kind of understand a little bit more. I mean, I think by the end of this movie, I got what was happening right. for the most part. Or for the most part, yeah, I right. mean, I did. it's just all illegal, bullshitty shell games, basically. Yeah. yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, don't with, ask with, me to to you know, specify any terms right. or, or use any of the the jargon used in the movie. But you know, I think I could probably describe the roundabout way. Right. But bullshitty shell games is probably <laughs> right. just as apt with, with with no repercussions, legal repercussions, none at all. Yeah. But you know, we lived through that, and so we sort of know that. Yeah. You know. But but I mean, that isn't that like very disheartening about like trusting systems that oh, are in place. Yeah. Like, not just that system, not, like, just the banking system. And, you know, like, you know, we went through our punk rock phase where we were like, yeah, fuck you, right, right. government. But, um, but it, it kind of makes me, uh, like, just stressed out about trusting any sort of... Oh, yeah. Anything that's in place. None of them. None of them are, are trustworthy. Uh, the system is rigged to benefit only the wealthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't just mean financial systems. I no, mean, I mean like, everything. Like I don't trust like, you I know, mean, when I go get my number at the deli now. No, I yeah. don't. I don't trust that the guy before me hasn't like brought in his own sure. fake number forty six. You know, <laughs> and like he's like actually should be number fifty two. Right, you know? right. Like I'm fifty two. <laughs> he's the new fifty two. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you on that too. But I, I still think that's even. Even something like going to the deli is still rigged against you. <laughs> it's like, well, that guy's just wearing like a, a nausea t-shirt. I'm just going to go ahead and give that guy a nice polo, the, the better cut of meat. Right. Well, sure. And, yeah. Or, hey, I'm going to watch me do this. I'm going to cheat that guy out of like a quarter of an ounce <laughs> of cheese. I'm going to put my thumb on that scale. Yep. <laughs> oh, this bastard. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Like, I... I maybe perhaps unlike you, uh, um, overall think most people are inherently good. Yeah, um, it's, it's very difficult for me to to believe that. But but there's so much so much like sort of uh, I guess I guess uh, selfishness and like you know so many smarmy scummy people in the world that get to places of power. Right. Um, because. Kind of the more honest people don't really want those places of power usually. Exactly. So it's kind of you, you do in order to gain that kind of power, you have to be kind of just a sociopath. You know, I, I guess it helps. Yeah, I would yeah. say it helps. I don't know if it's a requirement so it's much. Not as, a requirement, but it definitely but it, does. Yeah, yeah, it's an advantage. Because uh, you know, for That's all my fun. all my talk, you know, like I'm never going to confront anybody about anything. I'm. A giant crying pussy, you know. <laughs> you're not always crying. Not always. <laughs> I cried today, though. Sometimes you're an angry pussy. Uh, sometimes yeah. I am, but I'm still never going to just, you know, directly confront anyone uh, okay. because I'll get angry at things, but, uh, you know, I'll hide safely behind, you know, my microphone here or uh, to no one and just be angry in my apartment alone. Oh, so, that's no fun. No, it's not. Yeah. Probably why I have a lot of problems. Uh. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and I, and I think that's honestly, I think a lot of people do that too, though. Like, they get angry about something, but they're not going to say anything because, you know, they just know that, you know, if I try, I'm just fucked. You right. know? Yeah. Like, if, if I call attention to myself, well, that just means they now have a target. Right. Instead yeah. of just a blanket, fuck you to everyone else. That's why things like, you know, uh, horror movies and uh, death metal and things like that really come in handy in this world. Yeah. In our civilized society where you can, like, you know, 
listen to some some loud music or, yeah. or or do whatever whatever it is that you know like i i like just drawing like drawing like weird stuff and right. that like works a lot of stuff out for me um but yeah i think i think a lot of people bottle up things oh yeah you know yep. I and mean, sometimes i feel like i could strangle a stranger every once in a while yeah yeah maybe i have i'm not going to say right i mean occasionally i'll find myself not being able to stop from saying something snarky to a random person who's just done something shitty, but, you know. And that's the thing, like, like I'm, I'm a shitty human being, but, you know, I'm a shitty human being with the purpose of, we live in a society, you know. If we were all just fucking courteous, then I wouldn't yell at anybody. Right? Right? <laughs> right? If you're not just a complete shit, <laughs> then... You know, I'm totally going to leave you alone as you, you know, walk through the grocery store and not be an asshole to other people. Sure, right. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. But yeah, the bankers maybe maybe have a different view of the world. Yeah. Well, the big bankers. Yeah. We're talking like, you know, the the big New York banks that, you know, run the country, not your local branch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lady at the Chase Bank across the street from my work who buys Invader Zim comics from us. She's really nice. You know what? Totally respect that. Yeah. Invader Zim is awesome. Yeah. She's cool. But I'm sure she's not making like the big wig decisions. Oh, yeah. No. You know, she's probably making barely more than us, you know, as far as uh, uh, a salary goes or anything like that. Right. Uh, I'm sure she might have some slightly better benefits because she does work for a giant bank, but you know, and I'm sure she skims a little bit. Like sure, if somebody puts an extra not. twenty in the depositors yeah. or whatever, just put it in your sock, lady. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what I would do. All right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, we're we're talking about the people who basically control the economy, right? And they're and the movie sets up, and it, I don't think it ever definitively answers. They're either fucking criminals or they're goddamn stupid right yeah <laughs> but we don't get a definitive answer no and that's kind of cool like, kind of cool it, it, and also inherently frightening yeah yeah right <laughs> <sighs> yeah yeah i can't decide i was trying to think i mean i remember when i was a kid i remember like vividly thinking Anyone older than me was just in, was just so much smarter than me, right. and like, and I was just always like, "Wow, I just can't believe it!" Like, like you know, this place really has its shit together. Look at all these adults going around here, right? Like, wow. And I remember honestly thinking that for for years until probably I was like, I don't know, I would I would guess like thirteen or something. I had a revelation where I was like, "Boy, wait a minute, that guy is an adult, and he is so much dumber than me, and he's not like mentally handicapped. Right. No. He's just like." doesn't get it right you know yep and like when that hit me i remember thinking like i remember having a deep fear of the entire world there for a little bit sure because i was like this like suddenly the pilot of this ship doesn't have a driver's <laughs> license <you know? laughs> and i'm strapped in on the back yep you know uh and now that you know we're we're both nearing our 40s yes uh and and both Barely maintaining our lives. <laughs> we we are those adults yeah. that kids are looking oh at. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to relinquish my driver's license. <laughs> I want to turn it in right now. 
kids, all of the kids that are listening. Right. We don't know anything. No one does. Don't yep. trust anyone. Because, because uh, you know, your your girlfriend has has a little daughter mm-hmm. who probably looks at you and thinking that guy, you know, there's something there's something good about that guy, <laughs> and not realizing right that I'm just, just as dumb, if not dumber. Just how tenuous a grasp that you have uh, of the control over your own life, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And like yesterday, I spent like three hours playing video games with a, like a five-year-old. And I'm sure he thought like, you know, look at this big smart adult, you know, playing these games. Taking his life from, taking his, uh, taking his, you know, time away from his important business life. Right. Yeah. His, his responsibilities. Yep. And meanwhile, I'm just like, I'm playing a video game. <laughs> You're like, I hope this kid has another bowl of Kool-Aid that I can have some of. I did have some Kool-Aid. Did you? That as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you were drinking it out of a bowl. That was weird. <laughs> you should have drank out of a glass like a normal human. <laughs> but, like I said, just barely maintaining right. control. Well, last night, uh, yeah, I, I had, I had an awesome, uh, night too. Last night I drew, tarantulas with reagan yeah. like we sat there and like drew tarantulas and colored them together and like that was really fun i felt like i was on the same exact level you right. know? Yeah. like i didn't feel like i was like some adult you know like stooping down to the child level of right. having fun drawing tarantulas like yeah. like I, I just don't think like i don't think most adults are really adults you know oh absolutely not uh, but yeah, like, like I was hanging out at my friend's house and then they have a little five-year-old son and, you know, he came up to me and he's like, Eric, will, will you play Legos with me? And I was like, yeah, you know, and, and we played Legos and my friend was just like, is this the most fun you've had all day? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? it is. You were like all year. Actually. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of just want to hang out with that kid now all right. the time. Yeah, just like, you knock on his door and he's like, hey, Eric, it's good to see you. You're like, is, uh, is your son home? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, he's very, I thought you were, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we are not, adults are not adults. Yeah. They're just fucked up people who. Well, you know what, I think what it is, I think maybe this is what I've come to realize, that all adults actually are adults in like one singular minuscule aspect of their life. Like yeah. everyone has one thing that they have their shit together on. Right. And then all the rest of it, not so much. Sure. You know, I don't have that one thing, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, I guess. Oh, you've got things. Oh, got things. no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, you know, like if a kid looks at you and says, "Like, holy shit, this guy, like, you know, puts all this stuff together, like, does all this artwork, posts all this stuff, like, you understand how to do all this stuff, sure, and, and it's done really well, yeah." Like, but you, you can design and implement artwork, and it's great. The thing is, nobody else ever thinks that that's an adult thing. Well, I don't know. I bet it's something like if kids see that, they're like, oh, wow, like, you know, that's something I want to learn how to do. Like, this guy knows right. how to do that, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Um, so I'm not saying it's like something that other adults are like, good job. Right. You know, yeah. but, but I mean, yeah, like, there's no other adults. <laughs> right? But as a kid, you, you see, all you see is like people that are good at everything everywhere you look because all you see are the good things. You know, you, you don't really see them like, you know, shouting to kids like how bad they are, or whatever. Right. They're just like, look at this. So, you know, they're, they're doing their job or driving their car or whatever it is. Right. And like, that's a that's a thing. I know how to drive my you car. See, I'm a I'm a great driver too. Yeah. We're both good drivers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's our thing. 
We're, we're clearly not so good at podcasting, but we're really good at driving. Yep. <laughs> Don't you wish you were just riding in our cars right now, listener? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If anybody wants to just come uh, take a drive with me, I will really podcast with them. Okay. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> Within a select few. Okay. All right. Because I, I, I wouldn't let just anybody in my car. I don't know. I'm, I'm lonely. Yeah. Just, I need well, people to talk to all the time. Well, that's understandable. I'm, I'm just desperately trying not to kill myself right. anymore. Right. It's, that's my main goal now in life is to not die. Well, you know. That's a, oh, okay. That's a, that's a very natural instinct. Yeah. It's a struggle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so this movie didn't make me feel much better about things. <laughs> but but it's But also, uh, the most entertaining I, I had been while being severely depressed. Well, yeah. And, and honestly, like, being someone who has kind of a low tolerance for, I don't know, things that are kind of boring and, like, especially, you know, financial and things right. like that. Like, they do a really good job of sustaining your interest and and you know a couple of times they do like little funny ways like they have uh like a half naked girl in a bathtub explain sure like, how mortgage interest work or, or whatever harley quinn herself oh is that harley quinn oh okay. yeah um so i mean that's funny but for the majority of the movie they actually just you know just did like engaging writing and performances yeah, that kind of made, made you interested in the subject matter that i would never have thought that i would find interesting oh yeah like, just, yeah, everyone who has a major role in this movie, I think, did a fantastic job. Christian Bale, Steve Carroll, uh, Carell, whatever. Uh, his, his, uh, three dudes. Oh, yeah, those guys were all great. Those guys are great. Yeah. Uh, two yeah, he, of them I've recognized from other things. He had a little entourage of, uh, in, investment. Investment bankers, yeah. uh, hedge fund managers. Yeah. So. Uh, and then even, like, the, the two dudes who kind of show up a little. Oh, yeah. Like, kind of geeky. They both look for real, real familiar and I can't place them. Yeah. I, I was like, is that guy them. in Lord of the Rings? I don't know. I, don't know. I did not recognize either of their names. Yeah. Uh, but but they, they deal with uh, the Brad Pitt character who kind of shows up every once in a while. Through. Right. Uh, He's very shadowy. He is. But in a, like a old hippie kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's basically his, his thing is that he's a former investment banker who just gave up on the entire thing and now he lives like out in, in a rural area and just has a farm and right yeah he just pretty much thinks that the entire world's going to collapse and so he's prepared for it right but not in like that weird rednecky i've got a bomb shelter no. kind of thing just here. like i'm going to live off the land with my wife yeah exactly yeah yeah uh, which there's a movie that came out a couple of years ago called uh oh fuck what the hell's the name of that movie <laughs> head Brad pit in it it was kind of Moneyball. No, kind of a gangster movie. Mm. Uh, killing them softly. Okay. Which it was a gangster movie about you know gangsters and stuff. Right. But it was also kind of about this. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like it took place like the the time period of the movie took place at the same time as the economic collapse. Really? Okay. Yeah. I never I never saw that. One. And so it is essentially all about that, even huh. though it's about gangsters. And everybody hated that movie, but it's fantastic, and I highly recommend it. Really? Yeah. I might check it out. I like Brad Pitt a lot. Yeah. Uh, and this movie was uh, directed by Adam McKay, 
who is probably more famous for directing movies like the Anchorman films. Oh, Or really? Step Brothers. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, but he also directed a movie called The Other Guys with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Uh, also, pretty much about this. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, just done in the, the guise of a, a buddy cop comedy. Wow. Yeah. So, like, maybe these movies that were, like, sort of pretending to be something else just didn't really connect with people, and they were like, we need to make a movie that's just about this. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, this is based on a book. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure the book was... I've heard good things about the book. I, I don't think I would ever read it, but, you know. Uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. But, but yeah, like, even in the other guys, like, the end credits of it are all, like, a, a flow chart of just how everybody's fucked. <laughs> Well, we're trying to colonize other planets now, and you know, sure, we're on yeah. our way, so we can get out of here. Yeah, I'm sure they'll let us go first, right? Right. Yeah, like absolutely. we can we can afford that trip, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give them my first appearance of Cable as collateral. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have any comic of value anymore. Oh, I guess sold them all to Maverick. I bet you have some that you just don't realize. Yeah, you know? It could be. Yeah. There's there's a surprising number of like. Fifty to a hundred dollar books floating around from the last like ten years. Right, it's it's weird. Like every once in a while, I see one. I'm like, really? That's worth that much? Any of my Kyle Rayner Green Lanterns? Uh, probably, probably not. Probably not. not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like first appearances, for some reason, anything that's a first appearance, people are just like going ape shit for right now. It's hmm. like like they're paying like four times guide for first appearances. Okay, I have the first appearance of the character Chase. Oh, is that from Danger Girl? Uh, no, no, uh, from uh, the the comic Chase that lasted ten issues no. in like the late nineties DC. I don't remember. Yeah, okay, yeah. she she appeared in Batman Five Fifty. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, one of uh, hey, you have Batman Five Fifty? I do. Yeah, yeah, that's what you have. Okay, yep. it's probably worth more than you think. Could be. I bought it for a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> I bet it's worth like two weeks ago. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just weird though. I mean, it's really weird. Uh, yeah, so, uh, man, this movie. Yeah, it, it was good. It's it was, very good. It was very good. I, I got teary multiple times throughout the movie. Not because it's inherently sad or anything, but just the, the realization that, god damn it, we are screwed. Yeah. So much. Right? Just everything, everything is going against the average person. Right. <laughs> and that, and you mentioned that, and, and speaking of the average person, I did like something about this movie that when they had to, like, do something that does kind of, like, you know, maybe the scenes that do tear you up, that, like, you know, hit things home, like, like the the guy, like, comes to this, you know. Oh, the the, the renter? Yeah, he yeah. goes to the renter's door and he knocks on it, you know, and he's, like, basically telling him, like, hey, you need to talk to your landlord because you're basically fucked. Um, I like how they didn't just have, like, some, like, teary-eyed mom into the door. Right. Like, they, they, like, played against type and, like, had a giant dude with, like, a wife-beater shirt and, like, tattoos, tattoos and yeah. he's, like, kind of intimidating looking. Yeah. But then, you know, he, you know, you really felt bad for this guy. Cause oh, he was, absolutely. You know, yeah. And I like that they, there's a couple other things I didn't remember noticing like that in the movie, but that's, like, the main one where, you know, like, kind of playing against what you would expect for them to, like, right. to, to wheel out for you to, to feel bad about and jerk your tear strings. You know? Right. 
and then there's uh you know also a couple instances where you know the the movie does go out of its way to point out i mean the characters are relatively likable for basically all being evil yeah like in a roundabout way right and, and like even when they think that they're doing what they're doing for like a greater good cuz that's kind of the Steve Carell and his crew perspective right. yeah is they're like well we're out to expose banks for being awful and you know we we hate you know the system as it works cuz it's working to screw over everybody and they basically accidentally find out about this scheme that the whole movie is about and they're just like you know well like we accidentally found out about this the system has been screwing over everybody well, here's our opportunity to finally screw over the system yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but in order to do that they're still doing shady bullshit right <laughs> yeah with other people's money exactly yeah and uh and there's a point where the the two young kids you know uh, the Brad Pitt proteges right you know they they've just pulled off like a huge deal and uh, they're like dancing and celebrating and like you know singing with each other and Brad Pitt just basically turns around and tells them you've done this if you're right the entire economy is fucked. Yeah. Like, people are going to lose their homes and their jobs and their right. lives because, you know, suicides and whatnot. Yep. And they're, like, celebrating because they're, they figured out this. how to beat the system. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. yeah, that system collapses and then people get hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like not, there's not like a win situation in this. No, yeah. Uh, but, but even, you know, and it's weird because some of these characters wind up having like a change of heart of sorts, you know, towards the end of the movie. But it's only because how they were gaming the system didn't go the way that they had planned it to go. Right. And so they're mostly just like, "Well, where's our fucking money?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you said, you don't get to certain positions in life without being a little sketchy, right? And you either learn your lesson and like try to redeem yourself, or you. Pepper your uh, <laughs> your evil with a little redemption, right? Right. And I think a lot of people just pepper their evil with redemption. I think so. Yeah, there's there's no full redemption story in this either. You know, mm. uh, especially like you know, yeah, in the aftermath, you know, all these banks did horribly illegal things, and nobody went to jail. Nobody paid a price. They got bailed out by the government, and everything's going to start back up all over again. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Well, you gotta hope that, like, <laughs> things will go a little differently, like, lessons will be learned? There will be no lessons learned. Not by the rich and powerful. Right. It's yeah. not, not a good thing. Money. Yep. Money, money, money. It's a crime. <laughs> huh. Yeah. It's a good movie, though. It was a very good movie. Yeah, you should watch it. You should. And also Queen of the Damned. <laughs> make it a make it a double feature like right, I did. Yeah. Then you can get to that place that you're at and understand where you're coming from. <laughs> I I think I'll avoid Queen of the Damned. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Eh? Yeah, pretty much anything Anne Rice, you should probably just steer clear of. Right. Yeah. Unless you want to have a Brad Pitt double feature and do an interview with Vampire and then the big sure, show. There you yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> See how far he's come. Right. Uh. Yeah, because even Brad Pitt in this movie, he just, I mean, he's still Brad Pitt, but, you know, like, he's very down uh, to earth. 
Brad Pitt. Right. Yeah. It was very flat and emotionless, but not, not in a bad acting way. It's just like, that's the character. Right. Yeah. He's just, yeah. you know, he's very, I don't know, just even keeled. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, the, the movie's, you know, very funny at times as well. You know, mm-hmm. they, Oh, they have to inject a little levity oh, because yeah, it's absolutely. so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, part of that comes from, you know, when they just kind of stop the movie and just talk to you. Right. Yeah, you there's know. some of that kind of um, Scorsese kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it it had a lot of scenes that kind of reminded me of Scorsese's kind of stuff. It did, but but not in an obnoxious way. Not in a, I, look, I'm trying to be Scorsese, right, but just yeah. in a, like, I've learned of this. David O. Russell. Who's that? I directed uh, like American Hustle. And, oh, uh, right. Yeah. yeah, which which is I think one of the worst examples I can think of. Yeah. Of uh, man, I wish I was Scorsese. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. <laughs> totally. And it was a very disappointing movie. Oh too. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like had its own style enough that right. But it just was kind of reminiscent of that. Right. That perspective or whatever because scorsese would never uh film a montage set to you know metallica no yeah <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool yeah there's some good metal in this movie there is and some of the other music too was mm-hmm. pretty good as well. yeah some some hip-hop happening. right oh yeah. yeah and some funny yes uh, funny imagery that goes yeah. with a lot of the songs yeah yeah it's not not entirely a hopeful movie but uh at least yeah. it might help you get a better grasp on because even kind of comments like in the narration, it's like, look, don't feel bad if you don't get uh, what's going on because nobody does. Right. Yeah. And like, let's kind of explain it to you. And this is like, so, you know, you are more mentally equipped and aware of right. what's happening in your society. Yeah. So I think that was kind of cool because it, it didn't really talk down to you. It just kind of made a joke out of it. Right. Um, but then it kind of went on to yeah, explain it in a way that you would understand. Right. Because it, it does kind of also explain that, you know, yeah, the people in charge of this barely know what right. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some of them are just like doing what they're supposed to do, and they right. they're not even sure. Yeah. I mean, like at my job, you know, I, I deal with like a lot of shit where I'm just like, I have no idea what these words mean, right? Yeah, but I gotta type them out anyway. Right. So. right. <laughs> it's like when I order the new DC Rebirth comics, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know I should be ordering zero, but I'm ordering forty. You know. <laughs> Ooh, twenty. Uh, I actually haven't placed our orders yet. So, uh, so you're just going to order zero all yeah. across the board? I think it's the easiest way to do sure. it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Batman. I'll probably order like 10 of those. For sure. It's Batman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can, you, DC could literally shit and then write the word Batman on it and, you know, a few people would buy it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know. Batman v Superman has made billions of dollars now. Sure. Well, they haven't really, but hundreds of millions of dollars. It's still nothing to laugh at. It's a lot more money than you or I will ever see. Well, I don't know. I'm working on my uh, screenplay for Vegedog Saturn right now. <laughs> are you are you a, a heartless murderer in that one? <laughs> apparently that's, that's what's big with the kids. You think I should add that in? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, huh. Even though you know, in all your comics, you've made a vow not to kill. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think for the movie you should go dark. Yeah, really, like realistic, like, like some crime. Yeah, I just I just hope that Idris Elba's okay with playing an exaggerated version of me. Right. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he will. Yeah. yeah, he's always looking for a challenge. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> 
Just, you gotta you gotta make sure he's out of that uh, Marvel contract though, right? Yeah, but, you know, I, uh, I, I've heard he doesn't enjoy playing Heimdall. Right? So, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's just kind of just standing there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got he got well, good fight in that. He did second Thor. Yeah, the second one or I think it was the second. Yeah, I, I like it. Oh, he's great. Yeah. yeah. That's why I contacted him about playing me. I mean, sure. he hasn't responded to my emails yet. Well, he, he's busy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm right. thinking he's just. I, I'm. I'm guessing it's like when you read a text and you read it over and over before you think of the perfect response because exactly. you're so excited. Right. He doesn't want to like bust a nut. Ex- right. You know. And, and right now, you know, he's going to be uh, the in the Dark Tower movies. So I'm sure. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's doing probably got too, a couple so. years lined up. Yeah. 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 So after that, then Vinny he's figured out. A, he's figured out his schedule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure he'll probably do like another Luther TV movie or something in there, yeah. right? Yeah, maybe some sort of The Wire reunion. I was in The Wire. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. First couple seasons. Yeah, he's he's no, good. No stuff. spoilers. Oh, he's dead, isn't he? <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, well, yeah. I don't know. Should we take a break? Uh, I think I'm gonna take a take a cry break yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> Just, just go bury all of our money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll invest it in comics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that market will never crash. I actually found some X-Force number ones in the back room just the other day. <laughs> do, you, do you remember back in the 90s, you know, oh, 25 yeah. years ago when that was only worth like $2? I know, right? You know what it's worth now? $2. Yep. $1.50. Probably more like a dollar fifty. Except for... The bagged one with the Deadpool card. Yep. Two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait till, uh, next, uh, in two years when Deadpool 2 comes out and oh, has cable in it. That cable one might be worth two dollars. There you go. Uh, I'm going to invest right now. <laughs> we'll be back. Here she come, the most popular girl in the whole wide world today. You don't know if she would, but what's good if she'd come and look your way? You're standing over there trying to be gangster, copping your favorite lead. You give her the head nod, oh my god, you're the craziest thing she's ever seen. But you're dancing, and she's loving you all night long. In your little world, she's your best girl, it's all money, ain't nothing wrong. You're dancing, uh, she's loving you all night long. Funky dollar bill is real. Don't 
to liquidate all of our hedge funds and <laughs> private holdings. Yep. Uh, we took care of all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I managed to, to get rid of my, my three other homes. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's probably smart. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we haven't recorded in a while. We haven't. Um, there, was a, there was a couple comic conventions that got in the way. Between the two of us, there has been three, three. that wow. have occurred. Wow, that's crazy. Huh? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. One for the store I work at, <clears throat> right. and you were there too. Yep. Uh, representing yourself as an artist. Yep. And there was um, that was at the Gym City Comic Con. Yes, which was pretty cool. It was. Yeah. Uh, the first one I'd been to in like ten years. First Gym City. Really? Yeah. Wow. Really? Yep. I wonder why. <clears throat> oh, I can tell you why. <laughs> it's a very long story. But uh, it mostly revolves around just one other person. Yeah. But, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back at yeah. the Gym City Comic Con. Yeah. Um, and there's space in Columbus, yeah, which I did. Uh, you you went to as a, an exhibitor, and I, I showed up for like 20 minutes as a, a lurker. Right, a yeah. lurker. <laughs> A creep. I, I prefer creeper. Uh, well, I mean that is more apt to to what I do. <laughs> that was fun. Space was good. And then uh, you did the uh, what's it, what was it called? It Queen was City. Queen City Comic Con. Yeah. Just yesterday. Which is the second year for that? Uh, first. Is it? Okay. Yes. Wow. Uh, apparently, it may have been another Comic Con at one point in time that never really got fully realized. But the, the guy who organizes the uh, Cincinnati Comic Expo bought Queen City. Uh, okay. Uh, it was a very small show. Uh, just basically sort of a, just an advertisement mostly for the Cincy Comic Expo. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's like an opening band or whatever. Kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, so did, did, did a lot of that. Been busy. Yeah. yeah. Swinging, slinging our wares. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I made a couple bucks here and there. Not not too much. Right. Nothing to really brag about. Right. Not, nothing to go buy stocks or invest in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, not after you just got, got rid of everything. Right. Why, why would you? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, me, uh, me neither. I mean, it was fun. I had a good right. time in space. Saw some friends and bought some comics. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, I had a, had a pretty good time at uh, Gym City. You know, just uh, hanging out with my friend Bruce. And, uh, you know, sold a couple things here and there. And looked around a bit. Talked to, to you know, a couple people here and there. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Right. Uh, I like that show. It's It's gotten bigger. Like, it's moved a couple times. And this year was the first year at the... Dayton Convention Center. Yep. Um, they, they had some cool artists there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last time that I went to Gym City was when it was still at the Student Union at oh, wow. State. The so tiny one. Not even at the Nutter Center. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> that was actually my favorite incarnation of it. I like the smaller shows myself. So, sure. like, I can see why they moved. Obviously, it's, you know, they're making more money and right. they can afford to bring more. Like, Jim Zobar was there this year. Yep. Joe Staten. Mark Wade, like they had a lot yeah, of good right. people, but um, I always liked it when they just had like one or maybe two big names, and it was in a smaller venue. I right. personally just prefer that sort of thing. Sure, sure. Uh, but you know, I liked uh, the 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 convention center version of it. Yeah, know, it was big, but not terribly big. Like I never felt crowded or or just cramped or anything like that. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Which which is always a nice feeling at a convention to right. not feel like you're boxed in and trapped. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Then uh, I I just sort of looked around space for like half an hour and did not buy anything because nothing looked good because the people <laughs> who exhibit there are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying. <clears throat> No, you know, like, we weren't spending much time there. I went with uh, our friends, uh, Juliet, Matt, and uh, Joe G. And uh, Joe G was on a, on a tight schedule, so everything had to be kind of, you know, rush, rush, rush. Well, he is the Flash. He is, he is indeed. And his secret identity as uh, Joe G. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, just kind of browsed and, you know, nothing really caught my eye too well. Uh, there was one that, I, like, I picked up. And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. I like the cover and the colors are kind of cool and it's a neat art style. And like I flipped through it and I was like, oh, this looks neat, you know. And then I read the back of it and it's like, here's the story of the untold zombie outbreak at, and I just put it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zombies are kind of overplayed, maybe. Yeah. Just, just a tad. Just a tad. Yeah. yeah. I found some cool ones. Like I, I found an auto bio book called Prize Fighter. I forget. The lady's name that drew it. Was she a prize writer? Um, no, but she did steal a uh, actual wrestling belt from somebody for a brief, a brief moment because he, he left it at her house. And he was a wrestler, and then uh, she was dating him, I guess. Okay. And then she like took a bunch of photos with it and like you know wore it around, and then he came back for it. So that was kind of funny. That's yeah. It was like a brush with celebrity. Um, but yeah, it was really good. And then. Uh, yeah, I mean, just mostly I bought books by people who I know I've liked their books because I see right. them at Space every year, um, <clears throat> like Dutchy Digest and uh, um, Grixley and sure. Comics Verse and just you know, I don't know, some of our friends. Yeah, it was it was a good time though. I had a good time. 
that's cool. That's cool. And, uh, once once we left space, we just kind of had lunch and then went to uh, Laughing Ogre in uh, Columbus and then uh, Half Price Books. Oh, Laughing Ogre is a pretty cool store. It is. I uh, bought a graphic novel and then a couple of blank variant covers. Yeah. And, uh, started searching through their back issues and said, no way, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I would say about that story. Like, they have a great selection. Yes, and, they like, do. The, Nice staff, like they're really cool people. They are. It's very clean. It's very organized, and they're friendly and like knowledgeable. Yeah. Like I, I would has. say, their trades and graphic novels collection is awesome, superior to everything else I've ever seen. Yeah, in a comic yeah. shop. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, but they have no dollar comics. They no, do not. No, no cheap no, books. No cheap back issues. And and like you know, I can understand them what, not wanting riffraff like us hanging around. Right. But I, I mean, we're awful. I typically buy <laughs> buy. When I go to comic shops, like, I, I spent, like, 20 or 30 bucks there. Right. And I bought, you know, books that obviously weren't a dollar because there was no such thing. But I would have also probably bought another $10 worth of dollar books. Sure. Should they had such a thing. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the cheap books. I do as well. They're cheap and they're good. And they're books, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, did uh, Cincy or Queen City Comic Con yesterday. It's a very, very small show. Uh... You know, a lot of the same people that you that I saw at Gem City and at Space, you know, were, were at this one. Uh, they, you know, a couple of vendors, not too many. Uh, you know, none that really sparked my interest. A lot of toys and video games and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they 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 announced a couple of the big names coming to uh, Cincy Comic Expo, uh, including your pals of mine, Robert Liefeld. What? Are you serious? Yes. When is that? Uh, September 23rd, I believe. Is uh, when that is. Do they have an artist alley? Uh, I believe they do. I'm going to try to get a table there. Oh, yeah? So I can you be his convention buddy. Totally should. <laughs> it's, no, what's, it's a, it's the Cincinnati Comic Con, is what it's called? No, Cincinnati Comic Expo. See, that's why, it's so confusing. Yes, it is. Cincinnati Comic Con is the one that's not in Cincinnati. Well, that makes sense. It's the one that's in uh, an entirely different state than Ohio, and it is the one that is formed out of spite. Right. That's the Comic-Con. That is the Comic-Con. Since the Comic-Con is in Kentucky. Okay. So the Expo. The Expo is in Cincinnati. Okay. Wow. Well, if Liefeld actually shows up. Right. Like if there's not another Deadpool movie filming, oh, there probably will be. Eh, who knows? Uh, well, I didn't. Uh, that was not the case when he canceled on uh, Jim City. Wasn't that why? Like someone said that he was probably filming. I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay. He just decided not to. Probably. I, I know he said he double booked himself like weekend or yeah. something like prior engagement, but I don't think it was another show. Okay. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it was. Yeah, maybe he just got like really good basketball tickets or Could something. Could be. Probably that. Yeah. Yeah. Lakers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, he is He is going to be uh, at the Cincinnati Comic Expo in September. That's exciting. Yeah. Maybe I should not get a table then because his, <clears throat> his line will probably be crazy. Right. And if I have a table, I wouldn't want to like stand in the line for an hour. Right. You'll, you'll need a buddy to go with you to, to watch your table. Yeah. Or, or to stand in line. Right. Guess, you know, what's the point of that? Right. Yeah, no, I want to meet him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, and then, well, I'll be there, uh, you know, probably hanging out with my friend Bruce again. I've apparently become his, his con buddy. Nice. 
And then he lets me sell some stuff there. So, so you'll be at that show too. I will be. Okay. Sweet. At least at this point, that is awesome. my plan. Awesome. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah, I, I might have one other convention I'm going to, but uh, no solid info on that yet. Yeah. But but uh, that will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll talk about that if it comes to fruition. Right. Right. <clears throat> I'm probably not doing any other ones unless Lightfield shows up with them. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about doing one other one, but. It's well, you like, can get a table for the weekend and then just spend one of your days oh, yeah. in line waiting for Liefeld and right. then just do your thing the rest of the week. That's, that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you could get the VIP pass, which will allow you fast line access to Rob Liefeld. <laughs> that's like an extra 50 bucks. Or probably, whatever. yeah. And But you'll also get a photo op with him. What? Oh, yeah. That might be worth it. <laughs> I'm thinking Christmas cards. Like, would you wear this Christmas hat, Robert Liefeld? How great would that be? Oh, man. I might actually try that. Maybe I'll start a, like a Kickstarter for fund my Liefeld experience. Yeah, there you go. Like, as much as I can get, like, that's... I think Indiegogo is probably your Indiegogo. best one on that one. Right. Yeah. And if it works, I'll do a Patreon from here on out. There we go. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. exciting. So, so what else uh, is going on? Oh, getting calls and texts. Call, call, I get a call here from my mother. Okay. Gotta make sure that's okay. Sure, sure. Um, nothing else really. Yeah. Nothing exciting. Well, yeah. just living the dream, you know. It's, uh, I'm glad someone is. All right. My, my dreams are dead. I don't have uh, any anymore. Right. Yeah. Because uh, life is. Fucking terrible, ah. and I fucked myself over entirely. Oh, it's the bank's fault. Don't worry. No, the, the, this is non bank related. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, what's <sighs> this? Well, I should probably listen to this tech, this voicemail from my mother, make sure nothing crazy is happening. All right. Um,. So, I don't know. Do you want to pick a comic? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. If we're not talking about the depressing, terrible things that are happening. I'm not going to. Okay. I was just saying that that's the rest of my <laughs> life right now. Sorry, sorry to hear that. Hopefully, you know, our conversation will, will steer in another direction. You know, <laughs> well, to, you know. We could always talk about comics. We could, if we could, yeah. Like, I've, I've, I don't know if I've read too many good comics lately. I'm trying to think if I've read anything good. I've read, uh, I know I've read at least two comics. Yeah. Uh, you know, your mileage may vary, but, uh, one of them I thought was fantastic called The Fix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber, I believe, is, is the, uh, writer artist on that. Uh, hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Just a fun read. I know it sold out really quick from us. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's just, Kind of a crime comic uh, about a couple of crooked cops, and uh, yeah, laughed out loud multiple times. Right? Yeah, that's a good sign. It's a very good sign. I, I'm actually looking forward to reading the C3PO comic that came out this week. This week. Oh yeah, I've actually heard some decent things about that. Yeah. Despite I have no particular right. desire, but like if it was a miniseries, I probably wouldn't read it. But it's right. a one shot, sure. and it's by the the guys that did Starman. Yeah, that's that's the thing that grabbed my interest on that one because mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's uh but 
It's the good team that did Starman. Right. James well, yeah. Robinson and Tony Harris. Right. Yeah. Not when Tony Harris left and the art was replaced by a child with a crayon. <laughs> huh. eh. That could be good. I like childs with crayons. Sure. But this is a guy who was a professional paid artist instead. Uh, see. It, it makes you... He was a sub-bar child with a crayon. Uh, well, and I've always liked Steve. Like, he's one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Sure. So. So looking forward to that. This is all about how he got the red arm That's right. in Force Awakens. Yeah. Which apparently is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he shows up with the red arm and he starts to explain it. Because he knows that James Robinson and Tony Harris are going to be like six months late with their comic. Sure. But he gets interrupted and can't explain it. So. <laughs> but, uh. I actually read an article about that comic. Basically, they, the article essentially called it the best comic of the week when it came out. Really? Yeah. Wow. But then, like, there was just, like, a blurb, like, in the article about how James Robinson and Tony Harris apparently hate each other, so it's weird that they're working on this comic together. Huh. And I'm just like, what? Why would they? I've I guess. never, yeah. ever heard of any kind of story about that. Huh. And, like, I, I did, like, a Google search for, like, Tony Harris, James Robinson feud. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were mistaken. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, for all intents and purposes, what I can see, Tony Harris is not a great guy entirely, but, you know. Most artists aren't. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if uh, any part of Airboy is to believe, maybe James Robinson is <laughs> not right. either. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much 100% true, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> that story. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I do enjoy both of their work, and I think they do have a good dynamics oh, yeah. uh, together here. Yeah, now I'll probably I'll probably read it tonight. Actually, yeah. perhaps yeah. because I have another book to read. Oh, I don't know. It's a good segue. Eh, sure, I guess. <laughs> um, I, ha- I haven't started reading it yet, so okay. I should probably start reading it tonight. Um, but there's a book that came out like a week ago. I think. Okay. I think it was a week, two weeks ago. It's called "Mary Wept Over the Feet of Jesus," uh, by Chester Brown. Okay, the the prostitute guy. The prostitute guy. Yeah. I'm sure he loves being known as that. Did it to himself. Right. Uh, no, he paid her to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Chester Brown's work forever. And, you know, I, I don't assume that he will always produce work that I like. But sure. I expect that I will. All right. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, should you not veto it? Oh, so that's your pick? Yeah, it's my pick of the week. Whoa, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, Vita. No. <laughs> no, I'll read it. Sweet. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things maybe I'm not expecting to like, but hopefully it'll... Right. Uh, I, like, honestly, like, I'm not sure that... Like, I'm not sure that I will either. Right. Like, I think this might be the one, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, look, it looks good. Though, right. So. Yeah, so I'll read it. <laughs> yeah. It's very convenient. It's very pocket sized. It is. Uh, yeah, it's like tiny. I saw it on the, on the shelf last week and it's like, you know. It's really thin. It's uh, half the size of like a mini comic. Right. Like, but like if you took a mini comic and then cut it in half. Yeah, like side to side. Yeah. But it's super thick. Like yeah, it's oh, graphic yeah. novel like size. 600 pages long. Yeah. But, but yeah. But there's like a panel per page. Right. Probably, yeah. So. Maybe, maybe two or three. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Chester Brown. Chester Brown. Well, I did read one other comic. No. Uh, I read uh, Black Panther, number one. Oh, yeah. By, I want to say the guy's name is Tanishi Coates. 
And uh, Brian Stelfreeze. Yeah. Who's Stelfreeze? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's Stelfreeze, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, bought it. I mean, I like Black Panther. I think he's a cool character. You know, kind of underutilized at time. And he's, sure. He's got a got a big role coming up in a, in a movie coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah, gonna gonna have his own movie at some point. So I guess they're you know, trying to get the hype machine rolling on him. Uh, but I picked it up mostly because I cannot, for the life of me, think of any time that Brian Stelfreeze has ever drawn a monthly book for either Marvel or DC. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like he's done a lot of covers, and I know he's done his own stuff. Like Gun Candy, I think that was a thing he did for a while. Right, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, some creator-owned stuff, but never, like, you know, he's never done Batman or Spider-Man, like, as a monthly interior artist. And he's really good. He is incredibly good. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the first issue. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna say, 70% of that is because of Brian Stelfreeze. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard this story's kind of just set up so far. It is. And like it, you know, it's kind of like the first episode of a TV series where you're, the power players are being aligned or right, whatever. Right. But yeah. it's got some gorgeous art. Yeah, it does look great. I can yeah. tell you that for sure. And it sold out from Diamond already. Yeah. Second printing on the way in a couple weeks. I, I own now two blank uh, cover variants, and I've got my own copy coming probably next week through my, my comic shop. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Marvel's doing a lot of good stuff. They are, yeah. At least more... More interesting stuff to me than, than DC is, but we'll, we'll see how this Rebirth stuff plays out, I I'm guess. I'm sure it'll be awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, on the ball. I hope it's good. You never know. You know, that's the thing. Like, I, I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want DC to prove me wrong from my instincts. Prove us wrong, DC. Yeah. Like, I wanted people to come to me and say, Batman v Superman was the greatest, best superhero movie of all time. Surprisingly fun. Yeah, right. And not just, oh, it's dour and humorless and makes no sense. Right. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's kind of the consensus. Right. And, you know, I'm hoping that uh, Mary Wept Over the Feet of Jesus is uh, surprisingly fun. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. (laughs) How could it not? (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. Looking forward to reading it. Yeah, me too. His art's always good, at least. That's true. That is very true. So, Well, I guess we'll do that next week, then. Yes, we will. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. As long as there's no comic conventions. I guess, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, well. you had a birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I'm 39. Yeah, you are. Yay. <laughs> I don't mind. Why should you? Yeah, 40, I guess, maybe might be a little weird. Probably. For like a second. But, sure. You know, it's just a number. Right. I hope I'm dead by 40. <laughs> I hope not. We'll see. Well, I guess we'll all read a comic then. Yeah. Read along with us. Sure. Mary wept. At the feet of, over the feet of Jesus. Shit. Almost, <laughs> almost had it. Oh, people are going to buy the wrong book yeah, now. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I read Mary wept at the feet of Jesus. And <laughs> it was, it was great. It was so funny. <laughs> all right then. Well, uh, goodbye. See you guys later. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.